Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the sports head proudly brings to you its podcast, Champions of the World, the badass Daniel Johnson, the smartass Drew Pateau, the wrestling id outlaw. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Wrestling Id. Uh, that awesome entrance was just done by uh, my co-host Daniel Johnson, uh, and I am Drew Plateau, and we are going to talk about wrestling, like a bunch probably. Every week. And, well, are we doing weekly? Yeah, I want to do it weekly. All right. Decision just made on the air. <laughs> You're hearing it happen live, folks. It's developing right now. So we will we will be weekly talking about uh, just uh, wrestling in general. It will probably almost entirely be uh, WWE, um, but I'm just going to leave the door open and just call it wrestling so that just in case we want to bitch about TNA one week, we can do that. Why would we bitch about TNA? I like seeing Bully Ray on TV oh. and Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. It makes me happy. I don't care about AJ Styles. Push AJ Styles down. He's nothing. <laughs> the, the, there's two things that I like about TNA, and that's Ken Anderson and Sting. I like Sting until he went Joker. You know, that was a little weird to me. Yeah. You know, it was a little weird to me. I mean, he's not, he's I not, he's not doing that anymore, so it's all right. But. Hmm. I haven't watched two consecutive episodes of uh, Impact, like, ever. So That shows you how much I care about TNA. I think... They keep trying to recreate the NWO and TNA, so... Yeah, they they just feel like they're really trying to do an Attitude Era thing forever, and uh, I don't know, it just comes off like... Like, y- you know when you're like, you're at a bar with some friends, and there's a couple of douchebags that are, like, acting, like, real tough and real cool, and, like, they don't give a shit about anything? Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. what TNA comes off to me, like, like they're... They they're trying too hard and they're just douchey. Dixie Carter is cute. The owner. I know I know who she is. I just oh. couldn't believe that you said that. Don't judge me for my taste in women. <laughs> All right, so let's. Uh, I guess let's let uh, get. Oh Jesus Christ! Let's let people get to know us a little bit. Um. In case you don't know, we also do the the Sports Id podcast on the Id Network, uh, which you can mm-hmm. find at thesportsid.net. Uh, we do a, a weekly one for that, although after the playoffs end, it probably won't be weekly anymore. But uh, And also part of the Id Network is the Cinema Id. You can check them out at thecinemaid.net, uh, but we don't do that one. That one is just uh, Ian and Cody. We are... Daniel and Drew. I'm Drew. He is Daniel. Uh, Daniel, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself, uh, favorite wrestlers, whatever got you into wrestling, you know, stuff like that. Well, I'm 6'2", 200. Um, if I could join a stable, it would probably been early DX. Yeah. Um, my favorite wrestler to watch was Bret Hart in the ring and Mick Foley. Best on the mic 
was Foley and Austin. I guess The Rock, you know, he did have, he, he get 20,000 people to start saying the same shit over and over. Some, <laughs> I guess some credit to that. Yeah, I mean, he didn't get them to say the best things, but the fact that you can get a crowd like that is impressive. Uh, what else about me is important? Uh, like, when did, did you start like, watching wrestling? What got you into wrestling? Uh, actually, it was my mom, you know, because she's a Hogan gal, and I like Warrior. So we watched it together, and naturally I chose against the popular character. As If you listen to this podcast <laughs> over time, <laughs> you'll get to know pretty quickly. Because wrestling is a great arena for haters to get out frustration. <laughs> so are you a hipster wrestling fan? You like all the guys that nobody else likes? I've been liking all the guys no one else likes forever. <laughs> I'm telling you. I don't know if that makes me hipster. <laughs> like right. My favorite three wrestlers are like Scott Hall, Jesus. Mick Foley. Wow. Okay, so I mean – you can tell the age well, – you're going to be able to tell the age difference between us. Um, <laughs> like, the names you're saying, I I know them. I remember them. I know I have seen matches of theirs, uh, but I have a terrible <laughs> memory to begin with, and I was very young when that was happening. And uh, what got me into wrestling was uh, my dad. He would watch it almost every Monday night. Uh, during the Monday Night Wars is when I started watching, uh, which, was Ooh, a, which was great a great time, time to watch. Yeah. Great I mean, time. I, I must uh, – what year was that? Like, when did that start? I don't even remember. Monday just, Night Wars, Wars, I just, 98. 98, okay. So 99. I was, I was 10. I guess that sounds right. I thought I was younger than that, but I, I was I was like 10 during the Monday Night Wars, and I don't, I don't remember last week's. There's a lot of stuff I don't remember about the Monday Night Wars. I just remember loving it. And it got to the point where, like, my dad, like, he would turn it on occasionally for himself. Uh, but after, like, the first couple of weeks watching it, whether he wanted to watch it or not, I demanded that it be on. And so I spent a lot of Monday nights uh, with my dad where he was in the living room watching something else or playing a game on, like, the Super Nintendo. And I would be in the dining room on, on the tiny TV flipping back and forth between WCW and WWF. Man, great times. Yeah. You know the best thing about WCW? Was that it was so divert. Yes, it, that's a part of it. <laughs> the roster from top to bottom was just so ripe with talent. You know, a lot of those guys, you know, even they came from ECW, some of those guys, but they had the top stars. And then like Jericho, Malenko, Juventud, you know, Ray Mysterio. Sting. You know, Sting, you know, Sting's your top guy. You know, he goes into the Sting, he goes into the Flair, Hogan, Giant, Hall, Nash category. I'm talking about the diversity of WCW's roster. That's what they're kicking WWF's ass for a bit. Yeah, well, I'm, I was going to say, there's a there's a reason why WWF started, like, you know, picking guys away. You, know, you, can't, by the way, you can't compete. By the way, I will not say WWF. It will be known to me as WWF. There will not be one time I say that on this podcast ever. I, I think you're gonna slip up eventually, but uh, no, way. no, I'm not gonna. No I'm way. not gonna. I'm not gonna make you try. I'm not gonna try and make you say it. It's. Uh, I totally respect it. 
that you want to call it that. I just, my OCD won't let me call it that. I can only refer to it as the WWF if I'm referring to a time frame in which it actually was the WWF. So, I mean, it's not their fault they got sued by the World Wildlife Foundation and had to change their name. So, I'm not going to give them a lot of shit for it. I, I feel like they could have picked a better thing than WWE, but whatever. All right, so, um, I don't know. We kind of got off on a tangent there when I was talking about uh, my favorite shit. Let's see. Favorite Who's wrestlers? Favorite, wrestlers? Yeah. favorite wrestler uh, is Shawn Michaels. Like, yeah, he's up there, man. Like, far and away, my favorite. Um, but other favorites uh, include Chris Jericho. And uh, a recent fa- or current favorite, like, currently active favorite uh, is actually Cody Rhodes. Really like yeah. it. Yeah, I wish you'd go back to the uh, dashing Cody Rhodes stick. I really liked the the weird mustache and the uh, checking himself out in the mirror is fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, do you have a do you have a favorite match, Daniel? Hmm. I'm gonna guess you don't because that's a lot of dead air. <laughs> it do. You just can't really narrow it down. A- it's just a really, it's a tough question to say favorite. It is, it There's is. There's so I, many moments with so many great matches. Well, here, I'll like, go first. And it's not, I'll, I'll start with the caveat, which you can use the same one. Uh, it's not my favorite, but it is, it comes to mind every time I think of what's my favorite. And it's, <laughs> you, you might hate this or you might laugh at it, but it is, uh, Ric Flair's WrestleMania retirement match against Shawn Michaels. Why? Why would I laugh at that? I I don't know, because off air we were kind of making fun of uh, Ric Flair a little bit, but yeah, I loved that match. It was a great match, like just you know from a technical wrestling standpoint, but it was fucking like emotional. Like I never had any emotional attachment at all to Ric Flair. Like I thought he was cool, but like whatever, he's just some old dude that was wrestling long before I was born. But this match, like fucking, I almost wanted to cry. Excuse me. That's how you view Ric Flair. He's uh, he's awesome, but some you know, old I didn't, dude I didn't see him coming that up. That wrestle? <laughs> no, I'm saying that old dude who wrestled before I started watching. Like no, before I was that's born. That's Ric Flair, man. He wrestled before, before he was born. Before you were born, that's <laughs> the that's the woo. Yeah. Those chops you hear in the arenas when someone does that—that's Ric Flair. Yeah. All right, so respect that no i do i completely respect that i just don't have i'm you saying i don't have old like a dude who wrestled <laughs> before you were born i mean he Rick is but he's all right all right i'm i'm sorry i don't have the proper amount of respect for rick flair i apologize no okay apology accepted <laughs> uh, all right so uh this is a lot more free form than the uh sports Ed podcast so so what do you want to talk about now uh, I want to talk about how I don't understand wrestling today. <laughs> You're gonna get on your old man soapbox. No, no, I, I want to be. I want you seem to really be well versed in today's wrestling, and I respect that. And you're an adult. Explain it to me. I have no <laughs> idea. I mean, uh, like for a while, it has like for months, it has just been like. Watching it not because it's great, but watching it because I'm like I'm waiting for it to get good again, and 
So things are just stirring in a pot yeah. and they're just turning it over and sorting it out and giving it to different people and say, okay, go work with that. Yeah, I mean, it's not awesome. It's not unwatchable. It's somewhere in between and I kind of have to trudge through it every week. But every once in a while, there's a moment that's worth it. Like uh, when the, the Rhodes brothers won the tag titles recently, that was like, I'm a big fan of both of them. So it was a, it was fun for me to see them win those titles. But it's it's fun watching uh, like right now Biggie Langston watching him come up is enjoyable. So it's like I'm, I'm it's just not watching fun to watch Biggie Langston do anything. <laughs> Why not? Not his his penis <laughs> and ass <laughs> and buttocks. Excuse me. Oh man! Shows on numerous camera angles during his magic. Yeah, really. Yeah. What happened to the PG era, man? You can't you can't swear you can't say suck it but if you want to wear super tight tights that show your your dick and each individual ball and the head like you can make out all of that that's cool you can do that she wear them so you circumcised <laughs> I mean the pictures I've seen <laughs> so it looks like he's wearing it's like he's wearing tights with like a <laughs> With like a spandex attachment <laughs> for his dick. Yeah, it's just, a, it's just a like ridiculous. swinging there. He, he needs to change up his ring attire. I I agree, but he is like as I mean as a wrestler, he's he's good to watch. He's better on the mic than I expected. Normally, when you see a big mm. dude like that, and especially the way he debuted as uh, Ziggler's. Did you say big black dude? What? No. Oh. I just said big dude. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Like, WWE always trots out oh, yeah, fucking, yeah, like, fucking, the next I'm big thing, and it's that. just a big dude, and then he ends up, like, falling flat because he can't cut a promo. But, you know, and so I expected this guy to be the same, especially because he debuted as, like, Ziggler's, I don't know, boyfriend, the bodyguard, whatever. people look at me <laughs> can't understand this. <laughs> what? Yeah, he, I mean... The way he no, that was about bad promos. That was a bad promo. Yeah, yeah. But oh, okay. speaking of bad promos, um, Brock Lesnar was on. We're recording this Monday night on the sixth, and I didn't watch old school, old school Raw yet, but I will be in the next couple of days. But uh, last week's Raw, um, Brock Lesnar came back. I don't know if you know this, Daniel. And with Brock Lesnar, they have like Paul Heyman's always with him now. Whenever whenever speaking needs to be done, Paul Heyman's with him because Brock Lesnar is awful at promos, uh, and when he does talk, I, I've talked to Ian about this a lot um, from watching UFC, from watching <laughs> him legitimately fight, and then his interviews afterwards, like, you see this big dude, and you expect him to have a manly voice, but instead it's, hi, I'm Brock Lesnar, I really would like to win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, and it's just, like, it, it takes me out of it, man, it's just bad. And I'm glad they have Paul Heyman with him because no, like, I honestly think like almost no one cuts a promo better than Paul Heyman, but it's just kind of, I don't know. It it sucks, I think, to have to have to have a mouthpiece. Like I would rather like the wrestler just say his shit than have to have this other guy who, like I said, is awesome at it. Fucking talk for him because it makes Brock Lesnar look like a mute idiot who like doesn't know how to say anything. It's terrible. On the mic, of course. Athletically, he's, he's awesome. The guy, you know, was an NFL prospect. 
a WWF champion, and a UFC champion. So, I mean, on that level, if its voice is squeaky, (laughs) I guess that's the worst thing. I don't know. I just, like, I read something the other day on, I think it was Bleacher Report, where they were saying, like, you can put Lesnar in the ring with anyone and he'll have a good match. And I don't know if that's entirely true. Mm. I I actually rarely enjoy watching Brock Lesnar wrestle. I kind of enjoy it more now because he uses um like more holds like like actual UFC holds like Kimuras and such and that makes it a little more enjoyable for me but like I I remember like I stopped like I watched during the Monday Night Wars and then I stopped watching wrestling for a long time as I was growing up and I I saw some matches sporadically, like, right towards the end of his his WWE run. And I, like, just those couple matches I saw, he would botch the F5 almost every time. Like, it's his finisher. How do you botch your own finisher? Yeah, I can't attest to that. You know, I don't know, but <laughs> I'll take your word. I just, you know. But it's Brock Lesnar, top 10, top... I mean, Brock, he was a short-run guy, you know? Yeah. He seems like a guy that would botch his finisher, Goldbergish. Yeah. And be done, come back, big payday, and leave again. Yeah, I mean... Like, all the all the reports I've read is, like, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't want to put in the work. He just wants to, you know, be in the big match, get the payday. Of course, why should he? You got to put in the work. He doesn't love it. He doesn't love it. Yeah. He does it because he physically can. Wow. I really didn't think when I was thinking about us doing a podcast together, a wrestling podcast, that we would spend the first 15 minutes talking about Brock Lesnar. Bro, that's the beauty of this podcast. (laughs) It's a journey. Turn it on and just clean your room, you know? (laughs) Smoke a blunt and journey with us, man, down Brock Lesnar's career and memory lane and shit. My mom won't listen to the wrestling ed, so we can be ourselves on this. We're not ourselves on the sports ed? Language-wise. Yeah, I guess that's that's true. I'm professional Drew when I'm on the sports ed. Um, and this, this week, <laughs> and this week. I'm always just trying to push it along, man. Because, like, if I don't, we will have a fucking four-hour <laughs> NFL podcast every week. And fucking three hours, it'll be Ian going like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> a bear would totally lose in a fight to a bunch of eagles in a cage. I know, he took the bear's side. That Fucking Jesus Christ. I can't believe that argument lives on in the wrestling id now. And it's all my fault. I was hoping you acknowledge it that it was your fault. <laughs> it was my fault, yeah. Shouldn't have brought it up. Alright. Um, so what was the last... Scott Hall stories? Yeah, yeah, no, go ahead. I'm just joking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Come I'm on, I, kidding. I, I, I vamped for 10 so minutes. So on... what do you think about people in the wrestling community fan base or IWC or whatever the hell they've given them, the acronym they give themselves? Think about wanting Cena to turn the hill. Uh, I mean, 
I don't know if he needs to turn heel. I personally would love to see that, but like something about him's got to change. You know what I mean? He can't turn heel. I mean, probably not. But like, measure. Like that's the problem, though. You can't. You can't have this this fucking Boy Scout for how long's he been? He like came out in '01. You can't have this Boy Scout wrestling for almost 13 years now. Just wait, being wait, the was, same flat character. Well, he was the he was uh rapping Cena first though, bro. Yeah, but so. he he was only a heel for a couple of months, even as like the Doctor of Thugonomics shtick. Like, no, John Cena right. has like overwhelmingly been a face. And like, and since that, you know, since they cleaned up the, you know, the the Thugonomics version of Cena, like he's he hasn't been a heel since, like not even close. He's he is the babiest of faces, and you know, like I I understand that it's popular, and like, you know, the fans Who's like you and popular? I, well, the fans it's like you and I don't like children. it, but yeah, it's popular with the kids that buy the merchandise and the moms that let the kids watch wrestling. And and really, that's probably the most important demographic for them. You know, get kids to watch it. Like, the, if if I had never watched Monday Night Wars as a kid, or if I never watched wrestling as a kid, I would not start watching it now. Like, I stopped. Like I said, I stopped for a long time, and the only thing that got me to watch it again was just the fact that like I had so many fond memories, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try and like find that again, and it it hasn't worked yet. I mean, it's it's enjoyable for me. It's not like it's torture to watch, but well, unless it's like that Orton Cena TLC match. But no. you could like <laughs> apparently uh, the, the the way I watched it, I couldn't hear it. But apparently, people that were watching that pay per view could hear Cena and Orton calling the spots in that match. No. I've I I've heard a couple people on Twitter say that, and a couple people like, you know, on on uh, wrestling news websites say that you could hear not every spot obviously, but hear them calling spots. That's a big no no. Exactly. It's I mean that, that's one of the biggest no nos in the business. Yeah, it's it's a pay per view match at probably their shittiest pay per view, but. It's a pay-per-view match. It's not like it's a match that was like thrown together it's like Sunday night, and they have to hurry up and prepare for a Monday night Raw. Like mm. they knew that match was coming for a while. How do you like not know what's happening enough to the point where you have to call out spots that loudly? I don't understand. I don't know. I don't. I don't think either of them is that good of an in-ring performer anymore. Anyway. I mean. They're not really my type of wrestlers. You know, I'm not really a brawler watcher now because there's not much uh, beauty in it. It's kind of just punch, 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 drop, pick up, punch, slam, pick up, kick. You know, so it's like it's kind of repetitive. I'm more into the fast-paced stuff now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's the high flyers. You know, I love Ray when he's in the ring. He's always doing some stuff. I just, I can't stand Ray Mysterio. I like Sin Cara. Even he, both both iterations of Sin Cara, I liked. I mean, this, uh, like, Sin Cara, the way he's been lately, has been, like, fucking insanely better than he was when he first signed with WWE. He was botching shit left and right. 
when he first, when he first started. I swear, the only thing he got right was his fucking entrance into the ring, and then that was it. Everything everything after was just a botch fest. It was painful to watch, and I'm sure painful to work with him. But Jesus, yeah. There's two iterations of Sin Cara. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying the second guy oh, was wearing two. a mask. I didn't realize there was two separate dudes. Yeah, two oh, dudes. I, I remember when there was two and they were like fighting each other. Did like yeah? Did the actual Sin Cara like? Get replaced by a new Sinkara? Yeah, the actual Sinkara got replaced by the new Sinkara he was fighting against. Jesus. That's grimy. Did not know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, who that's, Mc, that's McMahon Helmsley Whip. Well, which one? Oh, Jesus Christ. Now, now you got me, like, trying to Google this shit on <laughs> fucking Sinkara. Who is Sin Cara right now? Right now is... It's Hunico. He is, he is currently Sin Cara. And, and there's... Oh wait, oh, and he's getting released. I'm sorry. Maybe I jumped the gun. I'm sorry. Is he? He's getting released or something like that. I know I know they're bringing the second one in to do his job. Or is doing his job already. I know that for a fact. Uh, I'm 75% sure. I'm super confused here. Um, I don't know. The guy Whatever. that used to be Sinkara was apparently his his the rename he uses mostly is is Mystico, and he is not Sinkara anymore. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so he's, he's been released, and now it's it's Hunico. I I knew for a while they had like a storyline going where there was two different Sinkaras, but I didn't realize. Like I thought they just had some dude be what what do they call him Sinkara Negro, and then like, Excuse me. That, Spanish for black man. Who you want me to? Who you want me to bite? <laughs> and and then like I thought they just you know like brought him in just for a stupid feud and then dropped him. I didn't realize they actually switched the two, but whatever, man. The the new one's better at it anyway. But I don't care. Where do you rank Triple H, man? Like all time. Uh, Oh, well, let's see. Pretty much everybody is below Shawn Michaels for me except, like, <clears throat> Undertaker. So, let me see. Below Shawn Michaels, above. I don't know. I mean, he's. I would say he's probably top ten. But I would be hard-pressed to, like, name specific guys. I had... A one when we first started, I'm changing it to Triple H. He's your number one? Yeah. Really? First of all, he's a man from wrestling, always. Even okay. when he was the Connecticut Blue Blood? Eh, not so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this is one of the worst gimmicks I've ever seen. Not only that, the all, all all of his uh, career accomplishments. He's gonna own the fucking company. <laughs> I was gonna say, is his the career accomplishment you respect the most that he's married to Stephanie McMahon? <laughs> it's a it's not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, I I would say he's top ten, but 
I don't know. Like, I like I, – I fucking – I wish Chris Jericho would stay around full-time because I like Jericho better than Triple H. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I definitely respect the guy, and he's been around a long time. And, yeah, his career has been, you know, super impressive. But uh, I don't know. He, I don't think he ever got as bad as, like, Cena has in the ring with, uh, like, the, the five moves bullshit. But, you know, nah. the matches, like, the, the the later matches, like, the ones with Lesnar weren't that good. Oh, yeah. That's why he's at the end of the rope. That's yeah. why he left, man. Yeah. But, yeah, I remember, like, when I started watching again, it was uh, towards the end of his heel run around, must have been, like, 2005, 2006, somewhere in there. Um he he was a heel, and he like, him and Cena were training the title a couple of times. And I remember, like, I had almost no frame of reference for Triple H because, like, I stopped watching before he got popular and then started watching again, and all of a sudden, fucking everybody loves Triple H. And so automatically, uh, my thing is to, like, oh, everybody else likes him. I'm probably not going to like him. Uh, but then I heard him cut some fucking hilarious promos. Like, that dude is insane on the mic. I fucking love it. He's underrated. Yeah, he, he is. Like, he, <laughs> he can, he's fucking, he's funny. And he doesn't have to, like, come up with a joke and can it and, like, save it for a situation. Like, if somebody does something, like, if somebody fucks up, like, live on Raw, he'll just, bam, have, like, have a joke that'll like, simultaneously, like, make people laugh about the fuck-up that just happened and, like, sweep it under the rug so, like, you can move on and forget that, you know, fucking Randy Orton forgot his line again, you know? <laughs> Orton always forgetting his line. Yeah. Go I, on YouTube and see. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand how a guy who has, like, become that boring wrestling and who can't cut a promo to save his life I, is... The champion right now, and has been for like a month. It comes to me. <laughs> uh, fun fact. Me. Fun fact. That is my dad's favorite wrestler right now, uh, and that's his ringtone. <laughs> wow. Yep. So if you're listening, pops, uh, we're talking shit about Randy Orton. If you're listening, pops, <laughs> fuck Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. I, I I liked him. Like I said, I when I started watching again, he was coming up in Evolution, like, and I kind of enjoyed that a little bit. But uh, I kind of liked the Legend Killer shtick. But once he went like total batshit crazy heel, uh, punting everybody he can in the ring and screwing up every line, I just lost interest in him. Yeah, I liked the uh, Daniel Bryan. I like he, I got behind him for a bit there. Um, it was a good train, yeah. Off it went. What? <laughs> That's my uh, Minnesota impression. That was bad. You sounded more Irish than anything. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I I definitely respect uh, Daniel Bryan and. Like you were saying about Lesnar, like he doesn't love it. Daniel Bryan obviously fucking loves it. Like he he said in a on an episode of Raw once when they were like threatening to fire him or something, the Authority, I think, um, that if they fire him, he will, he would be wrestling the next day in a high school gymnasium somewhere, 
And I don't think that's like just character or just a line. Like he wrestled in the indies for how long before he got to WWE? If WWE fired him, he would just go right back to wrestling wherever wherever would have him. And you gotta respect that. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. But they won't give him the title. So Well, no. They're I don't know what the hell they're doing with the title right now. Let's talk about that. Like what is the direction for the title right now? Like there should be a huge build-up like for it. It's experimenting to it, see if someone can get hot and people get behind them and drive up sales. But they're not like what? What are they experimenting with? Like Lesnar has the next title shot. Like uh, at Rumble, it's going to be Cena Orton for the, the rematch of the terrible TLC match, and whoever wins that, Lesnar's number one contender. So it's not even like they're experimenting with, like, new guys or guys that have held the title once or have never held the title. It's like, oh, we're just going to bring back this old dude because uh, that's what we did the last two years at WrestleMania. We brought back Rock, and people loved it. So we're just going to call up Lesnar, give him a big fat paycheck, and hope people show up to WrestleMania. Man. That's kind of depressing. Yeah. It's super depressing. Like, I, I really hope they come up with a direction for the title soon. And God damn it, if you're gonna call it a unified title, make one goddamn belt. Yeah. The thing is right now wrestling <clears throat> is where there's a young fire, you know? Where's the guy from the bottom pushing up against the surface? I mean right now that guy's like probably biggie. Or the shield. Nah, man, I'm, I'm not talking about those guys. Those guys can't uh, be a face of the company. Uh, those they, guys are great fillers in a three-hour show. You know, if those are your secondary program, hell yeah, your B block. I don't know, like a lot of like chatter from like WWE, not just like bookers and creative, but like people in the company, people like like Jim Ross think that like Roman Reigns is probably going to be like the next the next guy, you know, the next Cena, the next The Rock, the next like that and until I watch him cut a promo uh and not laugh at him, I I don't believe that, but why do you laugh at him? He d- <laughs> it's like he's trying to be like, his role in the shield is, like, the muscle, the scary, like, he's he's not afraid of anything, he will fight anybody, and he's absolutely convinced he'll beat their ass, you know, like, he's that guy, the, and I just, when he talks, I, I just, I can't help it, I don't know what it is, I just laugh at him, he just, he, <laughs> it's like he's trying too hard to be tough or something, I don't know. And he, he pauses a lot when he's talking. Like, Does he talk like this? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, a lot of a lot of like weird pausing, drawn shit out. Don't what? Do you ever do promos in the mirror? I used to. Uh, no, <laughs> I do. When I'm at work, I I have recited the New Age Outlaws entrance to myself many times at full volume because I work like I I've said on the sports set. I work in the dairy department of a store, so I'm like in the cooler and nobody can hear me. Yeah, I've done that. No one, no one can see you either. Well, what are you doing they, then? They can if they like 
open the door and grab a jug of milk, and then when that milk isn't there, they can see back and see me, like, talking into a pretend microphone, cutting my promo. Do you hate Michael Cole? Uh, I hate him a lot less than I used to. I think I think he is a competent is he, announcer. That's just because you can't hate someone that long. Eventually, <laughs> it gets you exhausting. Hate them. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, cuz I I hated him all oh, for so long. He's uh, so terrible. And especially when they started like putting him in actual matches. He, motherfucker had a WrestleMania match. <laughs> like, Jesus, I deserve a WrestleMania match before Michael Cole for fuck's sake. I could that drove me fucking crazy. But he, I mean, he's a competent play-by-play announcer, and I feel like they, <laughs> like, it's like, obviously WWE pushes for, like, catchphrases and, you know, shit to latch onto, and so you hear Michael Cole say vintage fucking, like, like 30 times a match, <laughs> like, shit like that is annoying, but I think he is a competent announcer. If he was an announcer for, like, a real sport, I would much prefer to have him as an announcer than... I mean, this isn't saying much, but then, like, Troy Aikman or Joe Buck. I don't know. The slander you just said out of your mouth. <laughs> it's not slander. It's fact. Troy Aikman is awful at color commentary, and Joe Buck is guilty you'd by rather association. Listen to, you'd rather listen to Michael Cole's whiny ass, high nasal... <laughs> yes. Semi-feminine voice over Troy and Buck. Yes. You have to get your damn mind. No, Troy Aikman is out of his damn mind. Oh. Are you just mad you beat the Packers all those years? This isn't the Sports Ed podcast. No, it's a no. wrestling podcast. <laughs> all right, no, that has nothing to do with it. I, uh, I just hate Troy Aikman. Um. So, so you hate Michael Cole? Who? What's your your dream announcer team then? Me and Jim Ross you and a six pack. <laughs> I like that you put yourself in there. Oh, Damn man. straight, because he's gonna talk to me about the match. That's funny. We're sitting there kicking it, man, drinking. <laughs> have you heard? Have you heard? Um, JBL do color. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he is. Um, I was gonna say, I think. Mine would actually probably be uh, JR and JBL. You're not a king guy. I mean, it's just old. You know, like when I was when I was 14, and or hell, when I was 10, and you hear puppy, yeah, you hear the king talking about puppies all the time. Like, yeah, you're you know you're that age. You're like, yeah, titties. But fucking now, it's like he's just a lecherous old dude watching divas and like making weird noises to himself and wearing, like, ill-fitting T-shirts with way too much glitter on them for a grown man. Like, (laughs) the best thing about King right now is his awful fucking puns and jokes. Like, there's... His wardrobe is terrible. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually... I saw him back to back. I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just just baffled of how... How horrible he looks on television with clothes on. <laughs> You'd rather he be naked? I'd rather see him naked. <laughs> Jesus. I was going to say, I'm I'm actually interested to watch uh, tonight's Old School Raw. Naked? No, to watch tonight's Old School Raw to see him wearing like one of those old jackets and the crown. 
Oh, yeah, I love old school raw. Yeah. Old school, you know, <clears throat> I wish we had a time machine and we could have wrestlers fight each other. <laughs> okay. Dream matchup. It would be Taker, Punk, Bret Hart. Is this a triple threat? Scott Hall. Fatal four way. Okay, which which taker? Mm, like current agile dead. taker. Okay. No, no, agile. <laughs> okay, I was gonna oh, say. Oh, you like, mean what what mode? What, well, like like ministry? No, 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 no. Shit? I mean, I mean, like like current old man wrestles once a year at WrestleMania taker. Uh, you know, like debuts with the purple gloves taker or the awful uh, American badass. Like not even Undertaker. Taker. That was Man Taker. That was Taker Man. Taker Man. <laughs> and he's my favorite. Because he wrote a he wrote a motorcycle. And that, and that was that was great. No, dude. When when he was the American badass. I am American badass. No, that was fucking terrible. Rolling, 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 rolling. Uh, it was it was so bad. Oh my god. Rolling, 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 rolling. You think he's ever gonna? He's ever gonna? The streak's ever gonna get broken? No. Never. He'll like no. he'll he'll win. He'll be what is he? Twenty one and all right now. Twenty two. I thought. Twenty two. Okay, so he'll like this year he'll wrestle his twenty third match and then just like die or retire undefeated or what? Maybe if there was someone around, I felt that he felt worthy of beating Streak. But now I can't see him dropping into Cody Rhodes. No offense. <laughs> no, I can't either. I mean, like, yeah, there's there's no guy who's like deserving of that push, and there's no guy who would be believable beating him. Like, the only people that I th- think were believable, well, the only person, no, okay, there's two, were Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Like even when he fought Punk, I was like, "Yeah, no, that's not that's not happening. There's no way." <laughs> but mm. the second year against Michaels, I was like, "Oh, there's a chance. Like maybe." And then you know, didn't happen. And then Triple H, I'm like, "Okay, well, you know, he's he's getting old. I can see him giving it up here, but there's just, there's nobody left that. Like, who's even yeah. gonna fight this year? Vince." I, I would actually love to see that. I fucking miss when, like, I, I miss Vince being in the ring. That was hilarious. I love that shit. Vince's walk is the best. Oh, I know. I'm going to start walking like him. Yeah. People would think you're crazy if you walk like that. Like, Why is he shaking so much? It was, yeah, and it was, it was perfect that he, like, invented that strut. It just, like, instantly... Like, before you know anything else about the character, you see that motherfucker come out of the ring, come out of the entrance with that music and that strut. You're like, oh, this this guy's an asshole. I'm supposed to hate this guy. And it it was perfect. He tried to make Stone Cold do the the right thing. (laughs) He tried to get Steve to see the light, but he couldn't. Oh, man. After that, it unleashed a whole new era of wrestling we know this but yeah, yeah 
I thought I had to say something about that. On our intro podcast. <laughs> all right. Um, so you haven't watched wrestling recently at all? What? I'm, I'm asking if you've watched wrestling recently. If you watched no. SmackDown or Raw recently, yeah, okay. So no. you don't you don't really have current power rankings. I do have current power rankings. Well, how is that possible? You don't know who's getting a push right now. Dolph Ziggler. I mean, not really. Colt Cabana. They were letting him drown. I don't think like stopping him from drowning, but not pushing him really counts as Zach pushing him. Ryder. <laughs> I actually like Zack Ryder just because it's so Lita. fucking ridiculous. Oh, Jesus Christ. What was I watching? I was watching... I don't have a fifth one. So, <laughs> I was watching something wrestling-related, probably on Netflix, and they were, like, interviewing different wrestlers about, like, what it felt like to, you know, come out for their entrance, like, their entrance music hits and the crowd's reaction, like, what that felt like. And I, I can't even remember who it was, but one of them was talking about how, like, at one point, Lido was getting the biggest pop of anybody, and it was insane. Mm-hmm. She was huge, dude. But then she banged Edge and Karma got her. <laughs> yeah, wasn't she with uh, Hardy before that? Matt. Yeah. 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 His name is Matt. I couldn't remember which one, so I figured if I just... Version 2.0. Yeah. Oh, God. There was a gimmick that tanked hard. Next year. Next year. Next um, year. <laughs> I want, is, is Jeff Hardy clean? Is he all right? Uh, I mean, he's not in jail right now. He, That's good. <laughs> he's under contract with TNA. That's good. Uh, last I watched a couple of weeks ago, they were having a tournament for their title belt. It was like vacant or something. And he was in it, and he, I don't know. He won the first round match. Oh, that's cute. Nobody wanted the title belt. <laughs> no, from from what I can get, like I said, I watched, like I had the episode on, and I kind of watched it while I was doing other things. And from what I could gather, like whoever had the belt just like took it and left. And, like, went home. And, like, this is all, like, kayfabe. It's all storyline. Like, they just up and took it. And so Dixie Carter held, like, a tournament for, you know, the new champion. And it was fucking exhausting to try and watch. Um, Was Hogan in the, the tournament? No, he was not. Was Sting in the tournament? Uh, No, he was not. Was Flair in the tournament? No, he wasn't. <laughs> it was, was Kurt uh, Angle in the tournament? Yes, Kurt Angle was in the tournament. Yep. I think he lost first round for through like because of interference or something. I don't know. This doesn't matter. Why are we talking about this? We can talk about Kurt Angle. I like Kurt Angle. Yeah, I'm glad he's clean too. What do you What do you mean he's clean? Oh, he used to be on drugs and stuff. Oh, know, so yeah. well, that's why he left WWF. I was not aware of that. Oh, breaking news! Yeah, seven years later. <laughs> I know. I liked him. I liked how much everybody hated him when he was with WWE. When he was a heel, I fucking loved that. 
He was big for, and he was a he was a baby face for a while yeah, too. He was. And I Didn't remember, he break in? I remember hating him then, and then like, <laughs> as soon as like they baby faced him like to the other side, like they made him such a like a baby face that he was a heel. Like people just started hating him, you know, like the way they hate the the nerdy hall monitor who's like, hey guys, you know, you you really shouldn't break those rules. And I liked that. Was I make fun of how that's not how white people talk, Drew? <laughs> I mean, that's how my hall monitor talked in grade school. <laughs> my hall monitor says, "Sup, nigga." Yeah, I didn't even hear that word until I was like fifteen. <laughs> was the first time you used it? I don't think I've ever used it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's an awkward question. Let's move. I on. love Harlem Heat. <laughs> Let's have... transfer it to an all-black tag team <laughs> that I have never heard of. Stevie, oh yeah, Booker T, him and his brother—they're Harlem oh, okay. Heat in WCW. Okay. Okay. Is it Booker T's back in WWF? That's a good thing. But I mean, um, I mean he's not wrestling. He's just no, doing no, no. awful comment. Well, he's not even doing commentary anymore. He's uh, kind of sort of the GM. I wonder if the GM has any real say behind the scenes. Oh, I'm sure they don't. It's Like, right now, the GM is technically Vicky Guerrero, but before that it was Booker, and Booker is still, like, somehow involved. I don't know. It, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. It's stupid, and I liked Booker when he was with WCW, but the second he did that King Booker bullshit, I... Could not get behind that gimmick at all. I couldn't stop laughing the, when it was going on. Like, I laughed the <laughs> first two weeks, and then after that I was like, wait, they're, they're really going with this? Like, this is what he's going to do now? And he did it for so long. Like, how long did he have that gimmick? It was like two years or something. Yes, it was wonderful. And no, it was, oh my god. It was I so bad, it was great. No, it was so bad, it was bad. I hated watching it. Oh, god. Yeah. But, uh, I, I I like how they've kept Vicky, the Guerrero family, compensated by keeping Vicky on television. That's yeah, no, that's I'm, a wonderful thing. Yeah, I'm I'm completely cool with that. But and I accept, and I'm happy that we as a wrestling community have accepted her because yeah. she is terrible. Yeah, no, but we also she's awful. At she's awful, and everybody because. hates her. But very few people think she should lose her job or stop getting paid by WWE. Of course not. Yeah, because she's say come together. That's what. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's a moment for humanity here on the wrestling Ed. You never know what you're gonna get. Yeah. Tune in. So now that now that we talked about that, Every... about everybody coming together, <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you want to talk about Chris Benoit? Oh, such a terrible thing. Yeah. Out of left field too, yeah. fucking Christian. You know, it goes into say you have to pay attention to these injuries these guys and the damage they're doing to themselves. You know. Yeah. That's. This. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, I was just gonna say that's uh, that's one thing that kind of like upsets me about being a wrestling fan. You, you know, I, I watch wrestling, and as often as possible, I don't admit it. Because most of the people that I know, most of the people where I'm from, don't watch it, and they think it's absolutely ridiculous that a kid would watch it, let alone a 25-year-old man. Um, 
and they think that it is 100% completely fake and that it's as, you know, I don't know, that it's the same thing as fighting a fucking teddy bear, which is just not true at all. Like, these guys are getting injured. These guys are, you know, obviously not everything is completely, not everything's real. Like, sometimes shit is completely fake. But you can't fake, you know, falling three feet, three, four feet out of the ring and landing on your head. Like, if that happens, it fucking happens. These guys get injured. Fucking, I saw, I've seen Randy Orton break his collarbone and wrestle for another 25 minutes and actually put on a halfway decent match. This is the best match ever. It, it might be his best match ever. It was, it was a really good match. I was, I was quite surprised. And I remember watching it happen and being like, did his collarbone just break? And then they show the replay and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, his collarbone definitely just broke. And you can see his arm hanging and, like, the bulge in the skin where the bone is poking the skin but not poking through it. And I was like, how are they going to stop this? And they didn't. Like, he just, like, the ref comes over and, like, asks him something, you know, obviously, like, hey, are you good? Should we stop this? And Orton like, shoves him off and they keep going. And it was insane, but. He's a gangster in real life, I guess. Yeah, it must be. I don't know. It just He's a douchey WWF character, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't remember what got me on this tangent about being pissed off about people thinking it's fake. But oh, you were saying you got to pay attention to the injuries because obviously something was wrong with Chris Benoit, and people didn't. It's just, it's just, you know, this guy was diving onto a mat from ten feet up, head first, every head night. first, belly flapping. Yeah. You know, twice a month. Yeah, when your signature is a diving headbutt from the top row. Twice and a half, two, two and a half times a month. Yeah, <coughs> like for when you're, twenty years. Come on, ten, fifteen. Yeah, when, I mean, when that's your signature, uh, you should have to be checked by a doctor after every match. Like, like intensely screened for concussions and. Like, all that sort of shit. Like, that should just not be allowed. I mean, I guess it probably isn't anymore, but that should never have been allowed to be a signature or a finisher. I mean, you know, old days, you know, yeah. people thought different. Yeah. You know, what's the ultimate tag team matchup? Like, pick any four wrestlers and put them in a, a tag mm-hmm. match? Um, well, it's got to be a tornado tag. And... <laughs> I'm I'm being distracted right now. Uh, it's got <laughs> okay. It's got to be a tornado tag, and uh, Kane and Taker have to be one of the teams. And the other two would probably. Damn, this is a tough one. I don't know. Right now, I'm really big on on the Brotherhood on uh, Goldust and Cody Rhodes, so I'm going to go with that. Wow, shocking. Uh. <laughs> Is it a sarcastic gonna, shocking, or did I actually shock you, Daniel? I did. I was shocked. I did not think you're gonna pick the Rhodes brothers, the American <laughs> daydreams. Yeah. <laughs> um. Best tag team is such a tough one. The Rockers. Haha. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Buddy, who? <laughs> so crazy. How that just like perfectly summarizes their careers. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> best tag teams ever. 
I like the Legion of Doom. It made me excited. They were terrible wrestlers generally, but and I'd watch the APA Acolytes. I'm not sure who either of those tag teams are. Farouk and Bradshaw. Sure. JBL, man. Yeah? I, I mean, I know who that is. I just, I must have never seen them. You never knew, you didn't remember he was Bradshaw? No. Wow. <laughs> that was like four, like six, how long ago was that? Shit, I don't know. Oh, I know who the Legion of Doom is. I just know them as the Road Warriors. No, I meant um, Farouk and Bradshaw, though. Whatever. <laughs> okay. A man on an island alone in eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. If you don't get that joke, fucking listen to the, the Sports Ed's latest episode. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so that was kind of disappointing right there. That you did not know either. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you're an old man, and I don't remember old wrestling very well. Do you think? Do you ever <laughs> hope that another company rises up? Do you, excuse me. Do yeah. you ever think another company will rise up and challenge WWF seriously? No. I don't. Um, I hope for it, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. Why not? I mean... <laughs> like, TNA has the best shot at it, and they're they're not going to. So, like, anybody who would even think about, like, getting into that business, getting into the wrestling wrestling promotion business would just look at the landscape of it and be like, okay, well, WWE's the fucking titan. And even the fans who hate it still watch it. And then there's TNA, which is the next best thing, and it's so far apart. Like, it's 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 different. There's people that love TNA so much more than WWE, and that's fine if that's what they like to watch, if that's their style, whatever. But, like, the distance between the two is so ridiculous that I, just, I can't see anybody. Like, I can't see... Any rich dude deciding to start a, rich, a wrestling promotion and actually, like, keeping it afloat. I just, I don't know. Hmm. I mean, <clears throat> it doesn't seem to be a market, I mean, excuse me, uh, a business venture you want to get into. Especially when one has the market cornered so well, like WWF. Yeah. I mean, so, it's this, to me, it's like the same thing as, you know, like WWE is the NFL and TNA is the AFL. And nobody gives a shit about the USFL or any of those other leagues that have been starting up in recent years, you know. And that's what, that's what any other promotion trying to get in would be. So how would you fix TNA? What would you do? Like, if you were... Dixie Carter and like you had opportunity in the limited funds. How would you do it? Uh, fire Samoa Joe yeah. and AJ Styles. And I don't know. I just, I hate that roster. Like I said, the only <clears throat> people I like are Sting and Ken Anderson. And frankly, I think Sting should quit wrestling anyway. 
even though I love the guy, but. Yeah, he's really old out there doing it still. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's he's lucky he started wearing the makeup fucking 30 years ago so that you can't really see it until it wears off 10 minutes into the match. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, holy shit, that's his face? <laughs> Put the mask back on. Yeah. Put the mask back on. <laughs> oh, God bless you, Sting. We, we, we love you, Sting. Yeah, man. Like, oh, shit. I used to play uh, fucking, what was it? I can't even remember which game it was, but it was an N64 wrestling game, and I was always Sting. Always. Every match. It's about WCW NWO yes. Revenge, man. Yeah, that is exactly what I'm talking about. I got that game. I don't have my 64 anymore, but if I did... You got like, a, got like three feet from me. Oh, you should play that as soon as we're done recording. It's in the cartridge. It's in the cart. It oh. is a cartridge. It's in the cartridge holder. <laughs> oh, Daniel. Oh, Daniel. So, this is an awesome game. But you have to play with TKO because anyone knows who's played Revenge, you can flip the stick and kick out. And that's a cheese. Yeah. So, we know that, guys. Okay? <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you think? Is that a, is that a good enough first episode? It's a great first episode, I think. What do you think, buddy? Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty good. It's gonna, it's gonna sound even better when I uh, go back in time and edit that that promo on at the beginning of it. Oh, oh, excellent! Yeah, we're such a, we're in <laughs> such a vibe. I forgot that we're doing that. Yeah, you know? yeah. All right, well, uh, shit. I guess, I guess we're gonna post this uh, on the Sports Id. Um, mm. So make sure you head over to the Sports uh, and you can leave a comment on the post with this podcast in it. Uh, if you want to reach us, I, I guess I'll eventually set up an email, although <laughs> the sports it hasn't gotten an email yet. So You can send it to my personal email. <laughs> it's D-A-N-I-E-L-D-E-S-M-O-N-D-J-O-H-N-S-O-N at... Yahoo.com. Wow, that was riveting. <laughs> you just spelled your name for like an hour. I'm oh, sorry, man. I just felt we didn't have a email and people needed it. So Yeah, I didn't set one up because I figured we're not setting up its own site. But All right, so yeah, either email Daniel at his personal email or you can email, <laughs> you can email the sportsid at gmail.net. Or at gmail.com, Jesus Christ, I was thinking ahead to the, the blog of the website. All right. You think with that Yahoo account you want to get hit? <laughs> you, you really need to get a grown-up fucking email account. All right. If you want to email us, thesportsid at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you check out the Cinema Id at thecinemaid.net on facebook.com slash thecinemaid. And they're also on Twitter at thecinemaid, thesportsid.net. Uh, Facebook.com slash the sports id and at the sports id on Twitter. And we are the wrestling id. Uh, I'm Drew. Hey, yo. Chico. <laughs> I'm Scott Hall. No, you're not. No, I'm you're Daniel. Not. Yeah. Yeah, you are. I want to be Scott Hall, though. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for listening. <laughs>